When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. Hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary, Scary stories, stories to, to tell, tell on, on the, the pod. pod. Did that work it's out? Did that sound good for you, Anna? No, I think we were both trying to anticipate <laughs> each other's timing, <laughs> oh, no. which is a really good. It's sort of like a um, gift to the Magi situation. <laughs> it's like I slowed down to match your speed. I sped up to match your speed. <laughs> And I cut my hair because I thought it looked cute. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Why don't you tell the people? What's, what is this? Oh, it's a podcast about scary stories and spooky things and uh, and occasionally urban legends. Um, and also about uh, several boring stories about how Anna and I met. Yeah, that's it's mostly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so you know. We, th- we met 4,000 times and each anecdote is least interesting than the le- the next yeah we suck and we we bad um i've just i just i've been so low energy the last few pods and i think it's because um the sun is going away yeah and i i've started a, a vitamin d supplement and an ink a, a zinc supplement <laughs> and i'm i'm bringing some zazz to your ears to make up for lost for last pizzazz <laughs> It's funny. I think sometimes like um, people who are tuning in are like l- looking for sort of like low, like low, sleepy, calming energy, which sometimes we provide. And then alternatively, Boy. sometimes it's like, uh, you know, high energy, manic, excited energy. Um, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully that matches all of your energies today. It matches what your asses want, um, <laughs> which is scary stories. Um, and today is a Monday. It is. And on Mondays, we wear pink. <laughs> oh, my gosh. On, Anna, guys. where do you come up with Don't. these references? Uh, this girl I work with. <laughs> um, Lauren but, Michaels. Yes, Lauren Michaels. Yeah, very different. Um, <laughs> she's great. Um <laughs> She still gets the Brazilian blowouts with formaldehyde. She found a salon in, in Queens that'll do it. <laughs> uh, so, Anna, it's, um, it's your turn today, correct? It is my damn turn. And I'm picking uh, a genre of story that I don't know that we've done yet, <gasps> which is trickster cannibalism. Oh, boy. Yeah. One of my um, favorites. Okay, great. And this one is problematic. I haven't read it in a minute. Uh-huh. Um, so the first time you guys are going to be hearing it is right now. Ooh. Um, it is from More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the sequel book. Mm-hmm. Um, stories collected by Alvin Schwartz with illustrations by Stephen Gamble. The story is called Wonderful Sausage. <gasps> uh, perfect. Yummy, yummy, chummy, chummy. <laughs> um, okay. 
One dark, rainy Saturday afternoon, a fat and jolly butcher named Samuel Blunt had an argument over money with his wife, Eloise. So we've got first name, last wow, name. Wow, and Eloise. I like that. We love an adult Eloise. <laughs> I know. What a, what a usually, shift. Usually sort of a rich child's name, and this is like a working class woman, mm-hmm. which I think is fun. Also, this story takes place during the day, which is always scarier. Oh, yeah, that's true. Always scarier. Yeah. Um, I just saw The Lighthouse, which is an insane movie oh, that I could talk about until I die. Boy, oh boy. Can't wait to compare but notes. there's a very, oh God, that's right. There's a very scary scene that happens during the day. Mm-hmm. And I always think that's scarier because it's like, well, where can I hide? Yeah. Daytime horror, like, um, I, that's why I can't see Midsommar because it daytime horror scares me too much. I feel like it's gorier. It's just scary. Yeah. It's gory. It just... The scary has got to stay in the nighttime. Mm-hmm. That's for then. Daytime is for relief. <laughs> um, okay, great. And just to give a little flavor to the story, I've added some foley of a small dog chewing a bully stick. Wow. Just so it sounds like eating. So if that's <laughs> what you hear, that's what you hear. That's commitment. That is what you're hearing. Okay. Um, Blunt lost his temper and killed Eloise. Oh, boy. Oof. Then he ground her up into sausage meat and buried her bones under a big flat rock in the backyard. <gasps> to keep her murder a secret, he told everyone that she had moved away. That's escalated very fast. That's not a great um that's not a great excuse to give. Although maybe back then when people couldn't really check that stuff out, it it was. But just to be like, my wife moved away. Without giving any sort of like, we've been having trouble for a long time, you know, like. It is a very waspy way to describe a divorce. (laughs) Like the Connecticut wasps I've known and loved, like some of them, like their parents live in different houses in different states. And they're just like, yeah, they're living in um, different houses. Right. Right. And they don't say like they're separated or they're getting divorced. They came to a rational decision devoid of emotion. No one made a mistake. They made a legal we're not decision. Calling, we're not calling it what it is. <laughs> right. We're not involving the government. She moved away. Um, oh, the big angry man across the street who has a bunch of knives and pounders. His uh, wife, his moved, wife away. moved away. Yeah, she, moved, yeah she, the, was just, she was scared of his temper and knives, so she moved away. She was always sort of gossiping about how he was bad with money and his feelings. And when, um, when she screamed, I'm being cut up, uh, that was her describing the experience of getting reasonable airfare. Yeah, yeah. The, she's cutting up her, her credit cards because <laughs> she doesn't need them because of how cheap the flight was. <laughs> yeah, you know the big fight they had with the windows open and then we heard like a bang, bang, bang and the sound of brains <laughs> and then she didn't ever talk again. <laughs> yeah, she was moving. Oh, and when we asked what okay. state she moved to, he said Crimspun and I don't think that's a real <laughs> state. <laughs> But what do I know? <laughs> and he threw one of his shoes at us and ran. <laughs> Crimson. Yeah, I guess it's time to write in permanent marker Crimson on our globe. <laughs> yeah, the globe is what I used to show states. Yeah. <laughs> he that's, drew it over an ocean. That's the most direct way. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I used to think that is how sta- like I thought I thought how states were formed is that like, yeah, the, you can see the lines from space and... Um, wow. It just worked out that way. That's like a reasonable um, assumption to yeah for a child yeah to have based on what you were told and shown right right. 
They're just lines on a map, baby. Just lines on a map. So she she moved away to the backyard in her grave. (laughs) Yeah. Blunt mixed his new sausage meat with pork, then seasoned it with salt and pepper, added some sage and thyme and a bit of garlic. Okay, as an adult, this sounds delicious. I, I know. think as a kid, I was like, mm, it's not for me. But. When I hear sage now, I'm like, whatever. I, can I try? Like, I don't know why, why. Why is that? Is that an adult herb? You're into sage. I like the taste of it, and I never. I can maybe. I can never remember enjoying it before or recognizing it, but now I'm like, this has sage. It may be one of those flavors that just tastes better as we get older. The same way that like our bitter taste buds oh, totally. are more developed as adults and that's why kids don't like it yeah or something it, if there's ever a moment where i bite into licorice and i'm like this tastes great now i think i'll just jump off a dock because i can't <laughs> that the, what that implies is too horrible i mean I, i'll be a different i wouldn't know how to relate to myself i don't know i feel like that's something that could have already happened for you oh, i think no. you have a lot of elderly tendencies <laughs> that are just sort of quirks of your personality <laughs> that everyone would accept yeah i am wearing a bucket hat and watching the the lair report right now so everything's fine uh, oh love jim lair me too i think he's Is he alive no i think he's or dead no but that my, my grandma it would always be without fail I'd be like watching the Simpsons or something. My grandma would come over for dinner and my mom would be like, well, ask what grandma wants to watch. And I'd be like, well, we could watch this or anything. And grandma would be like, is the lair report on? And I was like, oh God. But I did build an affinity for for Jim Lair. My mom thought he always said how handsome she thought he was. (laughs) Which like he doesn't have whites to his eyes. His eyes are black like in an X-Files episode. And his mouth is like a Charlie Brown characters. Just not a lip to be found. We love and we miss and we respect, but also my mom is wrong. <laughs> but yeah, that would that would be what we would watch yeah. at night. That that like when I hear when I think about the very good theme song for that news show. Love the Lairport theme I song. I can I can smell spaghetti meatballs. It's just <laughs> that's the dinner time show. Yeah, suddenly the corners of your mouth are orange already and it's like, how did this happen? <laughs> and it's like, oh, you haven't eaten a vegetable in months. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um to give it a special flavor, he smoked it in his smokehouse for a while. Mm. Damn. He called it Blunt's Special Sausage. Okay. It does sound like it's full of weed. Am I? Is that just Yeah. Me? I mean, that's got to be a part of... Well, maybe not, but I like to think special it is. Special sausage, blunt, right. smokehouse. Little bit of garlic. I don't know what that means. <laughs> weed does famously smell like garlic, and I <laughs> won't hear it. Okay. Um... There was such a demand for this new sausage that Blunt bought the best hogs he could find and started raising his own pork. He also kept a sharp lookout for humans who might make a a tasty sausage meat. Creepy. Yeah, this goes really... It's funny. This is a very um, uh, Sweeney Todd-influenced story. Like, it's strange that there is a a genre of cannibalistic small business owners. Yeah, because what else are you going to do, you know? Meat's expensive. Yeah, then pussycats is fast. Boy, that was difficult to say, and also it sounded horrible as I said it. (laughs) One more time? Then pussycats is fast. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That was my audition. Um, Yeah, well, famously, these stories take place in 18, 19, whatever. (laughs) Um, Shutting the scene. And back then, um, meat was expensive. That's true. That's true. He's He's keeping a lookout. He's scouting. Um, one day, a nice, plump school teacher came into his shop. Blunt grabbed her and ground her up. 
Another time, Blunt's dentist came by. He was a little round man and into the grinder he went. Okay, if you have a good dentist, don't kill them. Yeah, don't grind him up. You stick with them for the rest of your life. Yeah, also, how many people are moving to this town? You also can't kill a school teacher, you know? Don't kill a school. There's a one-room schoolhouse. Four kids go there. Their ages range wildly. Did they all move to Crimson? <laughs> they're going to... Yeah, yeah they, it was crazy. My, my dentist moved to Crimson. Um, the the interest rates are historically low in Crimson, <laughs> and so she bought a big house, and they're all sort of living in the house. Um, I have a question. Okay, it's this is I feel like this is a big misconception that we always see in cartoons and stuff where it's like, um, like if you're a cannibal, like you want to eat a fat person, but that's not exactly true. You don't want. Thank you so much for bringing this up. You don't want to eat you you want to eat someone who's um kind of built. You know, I think it's. Yeah, you want some muscle, but like someone who's just not bulked. So, not not gamey though. Right. You want you know what you want? What would be perfect in my mind? And I've famously never eaten people, mm-hmm. but that's just something about me. Yeah, that's one of the um, first things I think of when I think of you. I think the absolute filet mignon of human meat would be a guy who was a big deal on his high school football team. Yeah. Three years after high school. Oh, yeah. He's marbled. Right. He's got the muscle, but the muscle is soft. Yeah. I think that's I think you're absolutely right. Like, I'm I'm trying to think of like celebrities who like fit that mold. You know what I mean? Like who like a celebrity you'd want to eat. But like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You don't want someone who works out a lot. You want someone who worked out a lot and now goes to Outback Steakhouse a lot. And now it's they're being kept in a pen. (laughs) So that their muscles get tender. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and you're okay. and you're feeding them. I don't know, not grains, right? You like you want you want like grasses. What do you feed them? Milk. Grass fed beef cake. Grass fed beef milk. <laughs> okay. Um. So teacher, dentist. Then one by one, the children in the neighborhood began to disappear, and so did their kittens and puppies. Boo. Oh. Story's dead to me. Also, you don't want to eat cat meat. What are you talking about? Just use pork. What is wrong with you? Have you you ever seen a cat's body? You know? (laughs) It's just hair. It makes no sense. Yeah. It looks like the perspective is up. When you see a shaved cat, their bodies are insane. Like, you don't want to eat that. There's nothing. No. There's nothing there. It's just thoughts and paper and hair. (laughs) Thoughts and paper and hair. Um, okay. But no one ever dreamed that Blunt the Butcher had anything to do with it. Uh, why not? <laughs> Someone's like, I know it's that fire department. It's like, what are you talking about? Well, because they got the chili cook-off and the pole and the dog. Yeah. What it- about the guy with the meat grinder <laughs> with his backyard is just dirt, dirt mounds? <laughs> I know. And he keeps serving things called like teacher sausage, little round dentist sausage. <laughs> He asked to come in my house and asked where my cat was. <laughs> and then my cat was missing. Yeah. I wonder at what point that would be a thing that you would think if people were disappearing in your town. You know what I mean? Well, here's an answer. Oh. Things went on that way for years. Oh, my. You know what? This because you killed the school teacher. That's why this happened. Yeah. These are the kids are uneducated. The kids are they're um, they're loose. Right. They're running. They're stupid. Right. Assumedly, they're she was lost. also the gym teacher. They put on weight. You know, there's like a lot. There's a lot to to be considering here. 
Imagine if gym class was actually like working out. I know. <laughs> Although there was always a unit where it was like in a weight room for like two scary weeks. Right. But yeah, there- if the purpose of gym class was actual fitness <laughs> instead of like stand on this dot and wait for a ball. <laughs> weird i remember in our in our we had the option of you could do dance dance revolution like they had like a they had like a big and a big absurd like absurdly huge tv that was like 10 feet deep um and then you could play dance dance revolution but even at an arts high school like even there i was sort of like i don't know that i can get away with this (laughs) so i was like i don't know i don't know i was sort of like uh there are like people like it wasn't it wasn't about like um masculinity stuff. It was that like there were very good dancers at my high school, you know? Like a quarter of everyone was like a really good dancer because they like majored in dance. And I was just sort of like, I'm not gonna subject myself to that. Like I'll just walk around the track with the girls, you know. Oh. <laughs> you know, that's fine. Um, you gotta uh, my big thing in gym class was I wouldn't have like actual gym clothes. I would just have pajama pants that I bring <sighs> in. And I would use the same pair of pajama pants, I think, for th- three and a half years of high school. Like, oh. I think it, it w- I would just accumulate pajama pants at my locker and I would just go through and sniff which oh, ones stank no. the least. I, can't. I didn't have sex in high school. How many times, how many ways do I have to say it? I can't think of a least comfortable, a less comfortable article of clothing. Than pajama pants for gym. Pajama pants, they you can move in them. I guess, yeah. God, I'm just thinking, it just occurred to me that other people had to look at me. <laughs> uh, I, You know, it's, it's funny. I'm, I, I am no, I'm in no position to be laughing at you because they sold, you know, you had to like buy a, a uniform um, at school. Oh, wow. And so we all had to have the same shirt, but I thought maybe there was room for... Um, a different pair of shorts because the shorts they gave us were like incredibly short, um, dark green shorts that were sort of like cotton shorts. It made no sense. Um, and and I don't know, I have childbearing hips. It just wasn't going to work for me. So (laughs) I got what I thought were totally appropriate, like basketball shorts. But I think I just, I like went to a sports authority and like saw the first green pair of shorts and just took them. And they were, I mean, unhinged lime green, massive basketball shorts that went well past my knees. I must have looked. I, I mean, what people must have thought, I have no idea. But I, I could. Basically, it sounds like harem pants. They were so close to being harem pants, just with no uh, elasticity <laughs> around the ankle. Palazzo <laughs> pants. And I do remember. <laughs> That's what I was And I do for. remember our gym teacher's name was Denise Griffo. And uh, and when I came in, she said, I don't know, Farmer, those shorts are a little big. Oh, God bless New Hampshire. Yeah. And she was, I, this was in Florida. She was from New England. Oh. So, like, the accent traveled with me. That's nice. That's a nice brackish water in between your two <laughs> yeah, exactly. halves of your Denise. life. Um, Denise. Anyway, Denise is not part of the story, no. but she could be. Um, so things went on that way for years. Then one day, Blunt made a big mistake. Uh Mm. Um, A fat boy came into the butcher (laughs) shop. Come on. And he was like, damn. Damn that ass. Mm -hmm. Bounce, bounce. I can we just talk about 
people casting fat children and stuff and then having other characters be like fatty fat i know fat, i think about that all the fat, time oh so you're too fat watching like, it you should be in jail yeah. you should be in jail it's like i mean i know it's a neutral descriptor but like if you cast a child in something and then talk endlessly about their body that's like blowing cigarette smoke in their face it is as harmful Ugh. as like what like what ultimately are you doing and it's in just about every comedy movie <laughs> like it just in stuff that you don't even expect it no. and then it's like look at this fat ass <laughs> you know like, it's like oh this six-year-old child <laughs> like you had a bunch of six-year-olds and their parents mostly mothers take time out of their day to audition to be called fat lard ass <laughs> legs and dick fat, <laughs> like the, those kids are like ugh. they're opening trust funds so you can pay into it for years no for it to call them ugh. it's hard I, that's it, what I and i know it's like i, I was thinking this when i was watching it where it's like that actor is so good that that the child actor is so good and I like know this is in the book but I was like in the scene where they're like just like the bullies are like talking about his moves I was like this feels Ugh. let's just eliminate that let's just get like, rid of that if you can't touch the kids why can you say that stuff right, right. Ugh. Ugh. awful thank you for saying anyway. that thank you for agreeing with me <laughs> a good also a good bumper this sticker. is us this terrible guest host of Crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And then everyone takes out their purse. Yeah. It's the same purse. And they all go out to <laughs> the ground round. Okay, so the little okay. fat boy comes in. Little fat boy comes in. He struts in. We can assume he's wearing heels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Blunt grabbed him and started to drag him off to the sausage grinder. But the boy broke loose and ran out of the shop. And Blunt chased after him, waving a big butcher knife. Mm. This is someone Honey, begging. You're messy. Yeah, this is someone begging to get caught. You are messy. <laughs> you're being messy. Blunt. We've all talked about it. You're messy. Uh, you're embarrassing yourself. We don't like going out with you. You seem stressed. Um, when people saw this, they realized at once what had become of all the missing children and grownups and kittens and puppies. Yeah, no yeah, shit. Come on. Be nosier. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of being a person in a small town if you're not going to be nosy? I know. I like to imagine that the unseen prologue of this was the whole town being like, can we just like stop gossiping? Like, that's actually my goal for this month is to just not talk shit. Their town like, minister, okay, yeah. their town minister did that like sermon that is that isn't everything where it's like and a woman told a rumor and then the priest like threw a bunch of feathers into the feathers. wind. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They were really impacted by that. They were, and they were like, I seriously need to stop talking shit about my favorite people. <laughs> um, an angry crowd gathered at the butcher shop. Yeah. No one knows for sure just what happened to Blunt that day. Some say he was fed to his hogs. Mm. Others say he was fed to his sausage grinder. But he was never seen again. Comma. And neither was his wonderful sausage meat. End of story. See... A thing that I note here is that the teller is now putting a judgment on the sauce. It, like it went from being like people said it was like delicious. And now and now this is him being like, it was a wonderful sausage. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. The, the narrator is no longer impartial. You're so right. Right. It feels like it should be um, special sausage. You know what I mean? Special sausage. But like, okay. A couple things about this ending. Yeah. One, what you just said Two, like that. This is supposed to temper the fact that he's no longer killing people. That is like, well, yeah, you got this win, but hey, you're not getting people sausage anymore. So <laughs> live with yourselves now. I dare you. Three, I love how much they wanted it to end on and neither was his wonderful sausage, period. And then an editor had to be like, hey, so it feels a little like you're saying something you don't intend. It sounds like dick. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying... <laughs> the lessons was, but he was never seen again and neither was his wonderful penis <laughs> oh if that was you the, gotta imagine you gotta add me the questions the questions that you what would arise from that ending like what paragraph was deleted that made that make sense <laughs> it was a prank it's like when people wikipedia like put in kooky things on oh yeah like bad Republican politicians, Wikipedia pages, like, <laughs> right. and he poop farts and French fries out of his pee hole. <laughs> um, Anna, what is, um, what is scary about this to you? Well, the scary, one of the scary things is the illustration, oh. which is right below it. It looks a little bit like it. So it's a, a sausage mm -hmm. with some Stephen Gamble roots and a hand is coming out of the sausage sort of at a 45 degree angle. And the hand is holding a nice looking fork mm -hmm. that has a piece of sausage on the end and some Stephen Gamble roots coming off of it. But basically it looks like it's a piece of poop right. eating a meatball. <laughs> <laughs> That's our mascot, I think. It really That's our backup mascot. Go fighting poop handballs <laughs> eating. <laughs> now, the meatball is not poop. Don't be mistaken. The poop is holding a separate meatball. The poop ordered meatballs. <laughs> it's splitting it with its friends. That's why you can't see the plate. It's in the middle of the table. <laughs> you understand, of course. Um, yeah. It also, there was something about this illustration that always read kind of, um, it, something about it reads sort of like almost, I guess it's the roots, like furry to me. So then I, I, I think as a kid, I was like, did he, was he letting people's hair get in there too? Oh, gross. Yeah, because of the puppies and kittens. Right, right. That grossed me out. Oh, God, Andrew, I never thought of that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a little fuzzy. Yeah, that I just, ugh. ugh. Yeah, the illustration's super Woof. scary. It's very scary. It's sort of carrot-shaped. Man, um, what's scary to you about this story? Um, I mean, cannibalism is always scary. Um... I think the idea of someone who's a respected member of the community being a force of evil is scary. And also yeah. the fact that there is no, we have no glimpse into the internal psychology of Blunt. And so it just, I was going to say that yeah. he just has no, um, you expect him to like, after he kills his wife to be like, he felt guilty, but he needed to hide the body. It was just like, nope, he did this thing and he did that. And he did right. This and that. So then it's like, was he always this way? Like, was it just, did he just see a new uh, solution to an old problem? Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it scares me. It's a scary story. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary to think that something that horrific could be going on for such a long time. And er like the only people in the town who are talked about are the ones who are killed. <laughs> 
Right. So it just seems like a ghost town full of dead sausage. Also, it, it is a thing to note of like, hey, have you noticed that um that all of the overweight people in our town are gone? Like, like there was no, no. Where's the police force or even just observant people, even if they're not nosy, just like observant, you know, just they're in Krypton. <laughs> Krypton. <laughs> um, oh my god, Anna, who'd you cast? <sighs> Samuel Blunt. It's interesting. Um, I don't think James Corden. No, 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 no. He's too sunny. Um, maybe like George Went. <laughs> oh, George Went is a great cast. Yeah. Um, love, but I don't love I George Went for this. I, the the one that I just reject is like Josh Gad. Like I know that's like where people would go yeah. for now, but I'm just like you know let's let let's let him you know let's let him try something He's else. Not, yeah, I feel like he'd campaign pretty hard for it, I but I just don't see him for this. Not yet. Not yet. Um, Jason Alexander maybe playing darker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron, oh. I, I've I've only ever seen his name because I follow him on Twitter, but Ron uh, Funches, Funches. Oh yeah, I think he's oh, very no, charming. Oh no, but he's so sweet. I think he, yeah, he's maybe too sweet. He's too sweet. Um, I feel like he could be like, um, maybe like the voice of one of the kittens or puppies. <laughs> yeah, Just having a good day. Yeah, motion capped, so we get his great smile. Has to be mocap. Um, yeah, and what about uh, <laughs> this? This feels rough to go through and be like, there's who are the so other? Many, yeah, yeah, there's so many people. Who's Eloise? I wonder. Oh, um, oh gosh, let's see. In immediately, and this is probably unfair too. Uh, the actress who played Mimi from the Drew Carey show, um, Kathy Griffin. No. <laughs> um, Kathy Shires. Me? No, no. Oh, yeah, I can't think of it. Um, but that that's she's great. Yeah, that might be first thought. Uh, Maybe um, the woman from Righteous Gemstones. Oh yeah, Edie. Edie something. I don't. I don't know her name. Um, yeah, I mean, there's. I feel like there's a there's great room. Like any one of those parts of people who get turned into sausage, I feel like are the sort of roles that I would love to do. It's like little little moments where you can chew the scenery for a bit and then you're done. You can just sit in the waiting It's room. the kind of thing where like my agents would hesitate to send to me because they'd wonder if it would make me upset or not. Right, right. Yeah, I've gotten that too. I, I feel like the 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 most upsetting ones are like when I get one, when I when they're like, we're submitting you for this person. It's like this boring nothing. And I'm like, geez. Yeah, you read in the script and it's like, an absolute piece of shit who should kill herself. <laughs> no one would care. Like, <laughs> or like it's the character's name and it's like 40s to 50s. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Every other character in this should just be Tyra Banks in her fat suit from her talk show. Thank you. Oh, God. Do you remember that? Didn't she have sunglasses? Yes. I will never in my life get over that because also no no fat person looks the way she looked i've it was the most absurd thing the makeup to body comparison was oh, so crazy my fucking god <laughs> they tied a scarf around her like 
traps uh, like, like her shoulders sort of my first thought when i would see a person like that would not be that person is overweight my first thought would be like something has gone wrong fluid is collecting and we need to get to you we need to get you to the hospital immediately she looks like she's had some like the this is from 2005 so like the um facial makeup like the special right. effects makeup quite wasn't quite there so yeah. it looks like she's had some kind of reconstructive surgery after being mauled by a chimp or like burned or something um yeah it's it's very much a kind of jamie kennedy experiment like look you know it just makes no sense oh oh my god quote the people that were staring and laughing in my face that shocked me the most Banks said as soon as i entered the store when i went shopping i immediately heard snickers immediately i was just appalled and 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 hurt (laughs) It's like Tyra, they were not, they, they were doing that because it's clearly Tyra Banks in a fat suit. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Cause they're like, what is, why is her face falling off? I know, I know. Also like you're not helping. No, no, it's, the, it, God, it is life so was terrible. Anyway. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. Wow. Our, things are so bad for you. God, that's to, funny. Yeah. Um, the woman from Righteous Gemstones is named Edie Patterson. Oh, now I'm glad to She's know that. Grand Ling. Oh, fun. Yeah, that's. Um, good. I think she would be good, or maybe like um, you know, like a, a Kieran Shipka. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and who would we cast as, let's say, the mayor of Crimpton? Uh, oh, the the place that or everyone the, the governor the place that everyone moved to yeah the governor of Crimson. yeah I have my answer what's yours he he was a guest on our podcast oh Paul F Tompkins for sure Paul F Tompkins that's amazing he should there be cast as every mayor and governor yes you know thank you I think I think that's a great move for him <laughs> put him in a top hat and a carnation and a sash <laughs> and I'm I'm freaking sold my mom I, when um, I when I told my mom about him guesting on the podcast and yeah I think she looked him up and blah blah. And, and then uh, at some point she was like, oh, and I looked up and she could remember his name. She said, oh, the well-dressed man. <laughs> oh, I was like, yeah, that's it's true. That's right. That's right. Um, it's freaking true. It's very true. He needs to live with it. It wasn't that, like, well-dressed. yeah, it's a thing where it's like when you see someone who is conscientious about like wearing things that are fitted well and look at it, it really, I'm just like, oh God, I, I just can't do it. I just can't bring myself I, to do that. Uh, I relate. Also, like, I just want to be comfortable all the time. <laughs> no. And like, I, know. I, I saw a picture of myself last night at a show, like someone posted it on Instagram right after and I was sitting off stage and I'm sitting like a meditation master who's like also <laughs> slouching. Like my legs are so far apart. <laughs> my back is an uppercase C. It's just like, <laughs> oh, I need to not do that. I I had a similar revelation where I didn't realize, like, if I'm meeting someone for dinner and I'm, like, leaning on the table, I'm really leaning on the table. I didn't, I th- in my head, I was, like, still totally, like, my back was still totally straight and erect and I was just, like, doing a kind of, like, jaunty lean. And instead, it looks like I am halfway through passing out cold on the table. No. It's like, oh God. Oh, um, my sweet friend, you deserve it. You deserve. <laughs> my chair is scooted um, out so far and I'm just like my face and my pasta carbonara. 
I, I had hurt my, <laughs> I had hurt my wrist last week and had to like wrap it for two days. And I think it was just from me using my hand to get up instead of using any core strength. <laughs> That like anytime I get up from something, I just lean all the way over and put my entire body weight on my hand and then hoist my carcass to my feet. Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about. No, I do. I very much do. That feeling when. Yeah. I've definitely um pulled a muscle from sneezing. And then I was like, oh, I should work on core strength. Like that feels. I should go for walks. Yeah. Oh boy. Should I? Um, Anna. What was so? First of all, this is a really I oh. I really do enjoy this transition into kind of food related horror leading up to Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right! I know I'm getting excited about little morsels and tasties. Mm-hmm. Right there, um, there are a couple other ones that I'm maybe I'll, the next one I do will be also food related. That's smart, and that's how we bridge the spookies and seasonal thing. Right, exactly. We're just so worried about you guys. Losing it. I know. Although your responses have still been really positive, which we very much appreciate. Yeah. Or not that worried. No. Like we're cool and um, don't have any um, feelings. (laughs) We lead unexamined (laughs) lives. We do. We do. Um, Oh my God. Anna, what's something spooky that happened to you this week? Something spooky that happened to me this week is again, maybe sort of a cop out answer, but it was something that I watched on Netflix I watched this very scary documentary called The Devil Next Door. <gasps> yes. Which, oh, have you seen it? I st- I watched the first episode. Oh, my God. It sounds OK. So it sounds like it's going to be basically like abducted in plain sight or whatever. Yeah. Like some kind of true crime thing that's like halfway interesting. Um, but. Uh, that's not fair to abduct in plain sight, but you, go, you know what I'm talking right, about. I do, it's I like, do. I know yeah. this is going to be, it's like 1970s kidnapping. Mm-hmm. No, it's about a Nazi war criminal who was extradited <sighs> to Israel in the eighties to stand trial for like being this guy who would like stab people on the way into gas chambers. And like someone who was really, pardon me, gassing it, like <laughs> doing, doing the absolute yeah. too much. Um, And that he was like, that's not me. And people are like, it's you. You know someone is evil when when amidst many Nazi concentration camp guards, people are like, that guy sucks. You know what I mean? That guy needs to be talked to. Like, that's indicative. For um, you to look weird as a Nazi is, like, pretty impressive. Oh, God. Yeah. You're I, so right. It's It really scared me. It's just people have such capability to do awful things, and that's horrifying. I know. And like, it's scary. Like just that if you were like a German man, you were just like in the army Mm. and then became a war criminal. Right. It's bad. And then then he came to America and like was like fixing kids bikes and everyone said he was so lovely. It's just like a weird. Oh my God. It's so interesting because it's a battle between like. Um, the fallacy of, well, I know him and he's right, nice. Right. And then on the other side, the fallacy of like eyewitness testimony and like uh, uh, picking someone out of a lineup and how that is like a fallible right. crime solving tool. And like, um, not that people are like, they think that they're pointing out the right person, but like just how flawed that can be. I know that is scary. And and it's, I, I haven't finished it, so I don't know like how it all ends up, but already I'm like at peak, at peak anxiety over, over both, uh, both of those like obstacles in this, in this yeah. docuseries. 
Um, I think it does a good job of kind of going back and forth. Although I will say, I do think it gave a little bit of a bias to the, the guy. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Cause definitely watch it. I'm interested. Oh, oh no, no, please you. I just, I was going to say, watch it. And I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I will. Definitely and then I, I said that while interrupting. <laughs> no, 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 it's totally fine. Guys, if you ever want to know what your character defects are, host a podcast with your friend and then listen to it. Boy, it has become crystal clear for me about mine as if I didn't already know. And then it's like, oh, you don't have any. You're a perfect angel. No, no, no Anna. I you're don't listen to or react to anything. No, that you say. you're an, you're such an incredibly positive person and very receptive. And I think oh. that comes across in the podcast. No, I suck. Um, uh, Anna, what, what's what? What my spooky thing is? Um, is. Okay, so I don't know that this counts. It's not really a spooky thing. It is related to our spooky podcast. I already sent this okay. to you, um, but uh, my my brother um, sent a video of my niece, Lisi, uh, who's very young. Yeah. Um, of her doing an impression of the forever dog. <laughs> like at the end, it's like forever. Dog. And dog. he sent he sent like her doing it successfully and then also um, her first take, which was not as successful. But there's something very revealing about my DNA, like our, our common uh, uh, DNA that I'm just like, oh, right. We are very much related. But here's the first one. It's the cutest thing imaginable. I'm going to turn yeah, it up. It. I'm going to turn it up and play it for you. OK, so this is her doing it successfully. So, you know, I, it's like a zazzier version of whatever dog. I, I yeah, it's just a dog. She does a great job. <laughs> but this is her first take, which I just love. Also very short. <laughs> I think <laughs> I mean, uh, and I mean, uh, I just shit. was like, oh, that is me at every moment of this podcast, which is like attempting, attempting to say a thing and then immediately course correcting halfway through and starting over <laughs> forever. Yeah. Taking a huge swing and then being embarrassed in the middle of it. <laughs> I relate so much to you, Lisey. Me too. Um, does she listen to the podcast even when we're being nasty? Uh, she must not. My brother, my brother, and my sister-in-law are very uh, uh, conscious of that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Judge no, there. no, no. I was just like, she, oh, I immediately felt like, oh, I'm making this child. No, no. Uh, she loves. The, she knows the song. I think probably what happens is my brother like plays certain parts for her. Oh, um, cute. And she loves the song uh, because like Chris is by far her favorite uncle. Um, oh. she'll be like, Oh my God, he's the best man I know. Like to my face. And I'm like, oh. well, thank you. That, that's not a competition I'd want to be in with Chris Ryan, his <laughs> no. best uncle. No, there's no, he wins first hands of all, down. that's an easy competition to do well. in. Oh, that's yeah. like being a 75 year old running a 5k. Like you're coming in for second or third. <laughs> second of all, he just, he angel. Yeah. He angel. And, and he can play, uh, let it go on the piano, which I think is a, a big get if you're a, <laughs> if you're a niece or nephew, um, he could get them to smuggle drugs for him. Oh my God. But a thing that I, a thing that it made me think uh, just Lisi loves monsters and books and things. And, um, and I don't think I, maybe I've told the story before, but I just love it. It bears repeating. Um, last year we got her every year Halloween. We sent Halloween books to all, all the nieces, nephews, and we got her this book about like uh, a little Frankenstein and, or no, a little skeleton who like lost his bones. I think it's called like bone apart is bones are apart or something. 
And um, and so it's about like kid monsters in a school. And there's this one part where they're on the playground and in the background is like a little monster that's wearing a hood and has a cape and a skeletal face, but fangs. And um, she pointed to it and she goes, <laughs> she goes, oh, what, what's he? And then immediately she goes, oh, never mind. It's probably a ghoul. <laughs> which, oh. which was like. She, which we've talked about yeah, on our podcast, right? Right. Yeah. She was like three years old. And it's just so funny. Like, oh, oh. never mind. Oh, yeah, I know. It's probably a ghoul. <laughs> which I just think is very sweet. Sorry. I'm being dumb right yeah. now. That's a ghoul. <laughs> That's so sweet. As though she was like, yeah, what's that? Yeah, such a gray oh. area for what a ghoul is. Yeah. And and to define a ghoul so clearly is like, you could you could tell she was like, uh, like her thought process was like, it's a skeleton face, but it's not a skeleton because why else would it be depicted with a hood and a cape? It's not the Grim Reaper. It's got fangs. Oh, it's a ghoul. <laughs> like, it's just very sweet. As if you would judge her for right. like not immediately identifying a ghoul on set. Right. Oh boy, no! But she's the best. Oh, Lucy, um, you are absolute favorite girl. <laughs> Unless your siblings also listen to this, in which case, in which you case, all are. It's a solid tie. Um, it's a damn tie. It's a damn tie. Oh, darn tie. Sorry for swearing. Anna, thank you so much. Andrew, thank you for bringing your shiny light to this <laughs> um, podcast medium called life. Oh, and your inherent brilliant quotability. And singular point of view on the world. No. Uh, and um, thank you. Thank you all for um, leaving reviews and subscribing. Yeah. Please tell your friends. Right. We love um, it. We love we it. We love that. Thank you for doing it. But most importantly, one last thing. Get, Get out. out. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.